Welcome guys to a brand new episode of Nintendo Fanboys. And I'm soloing it myself today simply because uh, the schedule doesn't mat- match up with Jared and I right now. And he's really, really enjoying Dragon Quest XI. And I just thought that I'd leave him uh, more time to play the game and more time to record videos for you guys. Because I've been really enjoying those videos and he's been really enjoying the game so far. So why not just do it myself? So as a result, this probably won't be that long of a podcast. I don't have a jam-packed uh, episode planned for you guys too. I just wanted to do one and talk about the things that are really, really uh, passionate for me right now. So I'm not going to mention every news that came out. I'm not going to talk about the just announced Nintendo World Championships and all the little news, I'm just going to talk about a few topics that pertain to me, and hopefully you guys enjoy it. So first off, just a bit of house cleaning. As you may know, we released a different podcast every two Sundays. So every second Sunday, you'll either see a Fanboys episode or a Canadian Gamers episode. A Canadian Gamers episode podcast is mostly our generic podcast which we talk about all things video games and sometimes we even include comic books and movies in there so it's just for fun and obviously the fanboys one is just strictly nintendo stuff so usually we alternate between the two but it seems that now we'll do two straight nintendo fanboys because i'm just in the in the mood to talk about nintendo stuff also if you haven't already be sure to go and check Jared's video of the Dragon Quest XI Ultimate unboxing. It's simply amazing what all the, all the stuff that Jared bought from Japan and I really enjoyed it even though I know most of what was, what was gonna be in that video but there's really everything isn't there. I don't think there's one Dragon Quest XI item he didn't buy and of course he has the Dragon Quest uh, guides which are, should arrive later this month so be on the lookout for that and also hopefully by the time you hear this the Dragon Quest 11 3DS review is already up on YouTube if not it should be up either Monday Tuesday or very soon Jared's almost done with the game hopefully he'll stop wasting time and get on with the review already but you should have it soon enough and I cannot wait for that also be sure to check all the videos he did we probably have a, um, almost 10 videos up right now about Dragon Quest 11 various impressions and gameplay footage i don't know why jared doesn't do this more because he doesn't have a 3ds capture card but his uh the way he he captures the footage is almost hd like so i always enjoy when he does 3ds stuff because he really puts the time and effort into those videos so i hope he does more and hopefully you guys enjoyed that all right now that i got that out of the way I want to start it up with what I've been playing uh, lately and as you've guessed I've, I've been playing mostly well exclusively 3ds stuff and the first game I played since we last talked was Castlevania Lord of Shadows Mirror of Fate and there's two reasons why I played this first off the Castlevania Netflix series was fantastic really enjoyed it already watched it twice and it really put me into the mood of playing some more Castlevania games. So I was thinking about maybe playing uh, Drac- Dracula's Curse Castlevania 3. 
And I think I'll do that soon, but for now, I just thought I'd play something new. And the other reason is that this is done by Mercury Stream. The guys who are responsible for Metroid Samus Returns, which will soon be available. So I thought I'd check that out. I recall that it did not have uh, some glorious reviews. I remember IGN gave it like, I think a 4.7 or something like that. But the thing is, I remember that IGN was, the, the guy who reviewed it was Colin Moriarty who's a huge Castlevania fan, but also one of the world's, uh, one of the guys who hates the 3DS the most. So I think you can read that review with a grain of salt. It's it's probably a bit on the lower side because of how much he hates the 3DS. But I have to say I was pleasantly surprised with this game. It's not a masterpiece. It's not even close to the classic Castlevania DS and Game Boy Advance games, or even Symphony of the Night for that matter. It's, it's not like that. If you expect that, you'll be disappointed. But I ha- I went in there with no expectations. And the first thing I want to say is that the treaty in this game is amazing. I kept hearing about how fantastic the treaty was in Metroid Samus Returns. So I thought I'd turn it on. I had not turned on my treaty in years. I, I used to play exclusively with this. And this reminded me why I used to do this. Because it's so much more immersive when you play with the 3D on. And this game uses the 3D almost perfectly. Like it's amazing. It it, it makes the game that much better. So that's the first thing I wanted to mention. The next thing is the storyline is really entertaining. There's a lot of goofy stuff going around in there of course. But it's probably one of the most interesting and entertaining Castlevania game I've played in terms of a storyline. The next thing, the most disappointing thing for me for the game is the combat. It's it it's not it's not like a Castlevania game. It's more like a God, a God of War game or a, any kind of beat em up. So instead and usually in Castlevania the regular enemies you hit them once or twice and they die or they hit you and you get a lot of damage. In this game it's Mostly, like, you need to block and you need to dodge and you need to do combos and whatnot. It's it's not really Castlevania-like. And I guess some people might like it, but from what I for what I heard, most people do not. And I have a trick for this. And I know some purists will not like this. But for me, it was the only way for me to enjoy this game. And it's put it on the easy mode. If you put it on the easy mode, you don't need to worry about the combat. You can just pretty much... Uh, rush to the enemies because for me the combat was not the most enjoyable thing about that game and I'd rather play the game than just stop playing it altogether and playing on easy ensure that I would beat this game and I have no problem with that so that's my suggestion to anyone out there who want who's curious about mirror of fate and wants to try it that if you don't uh, if you think the game is too hard or too tedious because sometimes the regular fights are too long in my opinion put it on easy you won't get at any punishment, the endings is the same and you can still get all the items. So that's my tip for you guys. Put the game on easy and don't worry about the combat. And the rest of the thing, the game is kind plays like a Metroidvania light. Uh, what I mean by that is that there is some minor explorations, but if you want to go from point A to point B, the game is extremely linear. It's You can do that. The game also always points you to where you need to go. Uh, on the second screen of the 3DS, which, like I always say, that that second screen is so uh, uh, underestimated, it's crazy. Like, people, I 
that play the 3DS like me will miss it so much when the 3DS stops having games. And you just go from point A to B and then you move on. But there are upgrades and stuff like that that allows you to backtrack later on to get the health up- health upgrades and items of the of that uh, of that category for you to be a completionist or for to make it a bit easier later on because there are some bosses that even on easy mode gave me some trouble and I died a few times so it's not like this is a a piece of cake but it's still it, it's still fun to go back to and uh, collect everything and it's not really hard so it, I would think of it as a Metroidvania light so if I would to uh, put a score on this game, I'd probably give it a solid 7. I really, really enjoyed this, and I think that if you are a 3DS fan, or if you are a Castlevania fan, you really need to give this game a chance. Like, you, you, it won't blow your mind away, but it's pretty cheap right now on the eShop, so get it and enjoy it. You won't regret it. Alright, next up, uh, I've talked about this on the last podcast, but now I've played Metopia. And I played it for three hours, and I can safely say that I I think I know what this game is about now. And and I it's something that if I did not have anything else to play, I would probably play through uh, completion because it's an enjoyable game. It's really really fun to play, and it's charming. The biggest problem I have with it right now it's it's incredibly repetitive. So for those that don't know, Metopia is a game that where you could use Mies in order to fill up the roles of the characters in your party. You can use Mies for the villains and you can use Mies for the the township people and all that. So it's really fun and there are a bunch of Mies made available for you. So usually it's celebrities and past Nintendo characters. So it's a lot of fun. Uh, currently in my party, I have Jared, which is called Elder. And it's funny because he's a pop star and he, it's, he looks ridiculous like it's it's awesome i also have my friend stefan and i also have cranberry in there because cranberry is uh, is on my friend list so i used her me for to have her in my party and uh, i'll be honest i have a lot of fun with this game it's just the problem is that i'm playing also pokemon right now i'm back into it well i'm back into it. i never really left it and i also my when i talk about the topic of the show which will be dragon quest 11 i'm also playing dragon quest 11 so i'm finding it a bit hard to uh to take time out of those games and play more metopia but like i said it's kind of on the repetitive side because the way it goes is you go to a town and then there's this evil dark lord who you can choose and you can uh, design yourself, which I, of course, made into the dark lord Jared. So I have Jared in my party, but he's also the bad guy of this game. And what he does is he, he steals people's faces and then you need to go and get those faces back. And the way you do that is then you go into those micro levels and those micro levels are on rails where you walk and your me characters will talk, but after a while they, they they simply say the same dialogue you've heard over and over again. And then you'll have usually about two random battles. Well, not well, two random battles per level. And then sometimes you can find a chest or a mini event will play out, and then it ends with an inn where you can sleep, recover your health. And it's funny because you can uh, your relationship between your me's can improve. And so basically, if you want them to improve, you need to make them sleep in the same room. And it's funny because at the beginning, I only had Jared in my party. And me and Jared would basically cuddle and you would see the heart. So we were basically in love. It was really, really, <laughs> I found it 
hilarious. So now I have me and Stefan in the same room and we're like level 10 relationship and I have Jared and Cranberry in that room and they're, they're just forming a bond. It's, it's really, really fun to watch. But like I said, it, the, the only problem I have is, is it's repetitive, man. It's, it's like I, I could see myself playing this and beating it if I didn't have anything else to play. But right now, I, I, I'm having trouble motivating myself to go back to it. And I, that's the problem with me. Once I put a game away, it's really, really rare that I'll pick it back up and continue or restart again. That it happens, but very rarely. So that's my two cents on Metopia. It's well worth a look if you're, if you're curious about it. If you just picked up recently a, a new 2DS XL, that's, that would be a good game to, to check out if you have the time, but just know that it, 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 it can be repetitive. Alright, and next I'm playing Pokemon. I'm now 233 hours into Pokemon Moon. And the reason I'm really back into it recently is that a friend of mine, a friend who is very, very good at competitive gaming, just started playing Pokemon Moon. And he's at the point now when he's in the post-game stuff and he's breeding Pokemon for competitive use and we've had a few battles. And it took him about, I'd say, six or seven battles to actually win a battle against me. That's just how natural he is at competitive gaming because what if you don't know about Pokemon is... Even if you've played Pokemon since you were a kid, but never played the uh, meta game, like PvP is completely different from the battles you have in game. So you might think you're good at Pokemon, but let me tell you that if you actually played against someone who played competitively, you wouldn't stand a chance. And this guy didn't take him long uh, to actually make it competitive for me. So now I'm actually back into breeding. I'm breeding more Pokemon. I'm, we're going to try the VGC soon. So I'm really looking forward to actually have someone who can motivate me and force me to use uh, new strategies and breed new Pokemon. So this will be fun. And he also, my old friend Stefan, who I mentioned from Metopia earlier, who is the only other guy besides uh, me that used to play Pokemon here, He's also friend with that guy, and now we're all we're all three of us are back into it, and he's also breeding now and and actually being competitive. So we're having little uh, little boys' night and playing Pokemon like a bunch of nerds every week. So it's really fun. Can't wait to continue along. There's been a bit of uh, Pokemon news lately. Koro Koro have recently leaked a new dust form of Lycanroc. Uh, if you, you can go online and just Google it if you want. The images, I think the only, there's not much difference from this Lycanroc. Uh, if, I think he's a bit more orange than the other guys, but it, it's not, uh, like, uh, breathtaking news or anything. Uh, they, they also just revealed his, uh, his ability, but I forgot it. So if it comes back to me while I'm doing that, I will, uh, actually get back to it or let me just, Google it uh, real quick. It shouldn't take that long to find. Dust form lichen rock ability. And let's see right here. And it's popping up. So, 
tough claws. That's what I was going for. So this slacking rock will have tough claws. And I believe tough claws, what it does is that any attack that makes physical contact uh, will get double the damage. So that's a pretty decent ability. So for those of you looking, I'm hoping they reveal more info on Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon soon. Because we have not heard yet. And I'm wondering if they're doing that on purpose not to take uh, hype away from Pokemon Tournament, which will be released in September for the Switch. Maybe they don't want anything out until then. They want to concentrate on, on hyping up and advertising that game. Maybe that's the case. Uh, there's also new Mega Stones available now for Pokemon Sun and Moon. Those are for Diancy, Gardevoir, Gallade, and Lopani. And you just have to go into Mystery Gift and enter the code POYONG, P-O-Y-O-N-G, or is it J or is it G? I'm always uh, in French there, inverse, that's why, reverse, that's why. Anyway, it's the, it's the one, I think it's, it's G. Yeah, I think it's G in English. So you enter that and you get the code. Also, sadly, it seems that Global missions are now over in Pokemon Sun and Moon. The last one was a success, and Cerebi.net confirmed that it was the last one. So I, I'm kind of disappointed in that because I really love that because they gave you 4,000 free festival coins, which I always enjoy and are very useful in-game. So that's pretty much it uh, for Pokemon right now. I cannot wait to get more news. Also remember that gold and silver are coming on the 3DS eShop in september so that's two other games cannot wait to play and will be fully compatible with pokemon bank all right next up a bit uh quick some quick news here nintendo unveiled the metroid samus returns special edition new 3ds xl and it looks fantastic and the problem is is that i live in canada like jared and it's very hard to get this stuff here because uh, Amazon is pr- is the best place to do so, but they don't like they still don't even have the uh, Metroid two pack Amiibos up. They never actually have them up, uh, and so I don't think EB Games or Best Buy has them either. So there's nowhere to buy them online. So I'm gonna rely entirely on Jared uh, to get those. Hopefully he'll uh, go out the day Samus is released and try to pick one for himself and me in Montreal like he did with those Fire Emblem Amiibos that were released in March because I really want those. They are the only way to play the Fusion mode which is the Extreme Hard mode. It was confirmed this week that you can actually play Unlock Hard mode once you beat the game but Hard mode and Fusion mode are two different modes and Fusion mode is a bit harder than the Hard mode and it's exclusive to the Amiibo. So I really want want that one. Also, there's a special edition on that game, and that one was I was lucky because I got I caught it on Amazon probably like in the same hour it was released and was able to secure one. I actually had a backup plan. I had one on Games Gamespot or, or Gamestop rather the American site, but then I canceled that one because it's so ridiculous how much cheaper it is to buy it off amazon because not only do you get a discount but you don't have to pay those import fees that that you always get when when you buy something from the u.s so 
that's pretty cool. I really want this special edition new 3DS XL. Really love it. It's the design is fantastic. And how often do you get a special edition Metroid uh, portable or console? I think this is the first one. I might be wrong, but I think this is the first one. So I really want it. Uh, if it ever gets back in stock on Amazon, I think I'll pick it up. But right now it's not there. So that's too bad. That's unfortunate. But I'm not going to go on eBay and pay uh, double the price for this. There's just no way. All right. Next up. I want to talk about the Switch a little bit because I know this is the most popular topic for Nintendo fans anyway. And we've kind of, well, I've kind of neglected it. I know Jared did a few reviews a few weeks back because he's, he's enjoying his Switch and that's good for him. For me, for many reasons, I'm just not into the mood right now. I have not played my Switch since May. So that's over three months now and I'm not planning on touching it until Mario Odyssey which I believe is at the end of October. So right now, it's just, I'm such a fan of the 3DS and I'm such a portable gamer that it's hard to play the Switch for many reasons. The first one, obviously, is that the library is not that uh, impressive right now. Sure, there's a lot uh, of indie games and a lot of third-party cool games right now for it. So if you have only the Switch, of course, you can play games forever on it and not be bored. But for me... uh I played uh, Zelda a bit on it, and I played Mario Kart, and then I played uh, The Binding of Isaac, and that's pretty much it. I played a bit of uh, Bomberman. I beat Bomberman, and then I played uh, that Puyo Puyo game, and that's that was about it. Even the, that uh, Blast, Blaster Master Zero. Jared really loved that game. I, I, I played it for two, three hours and just couldn't continue. I don't know why. But the problem I have is it's not... As portable as the 2DS. For me, the 2DS, I put it in my pocket. And then when I go to the bathroom, I can sneak sneak in an extra 15 minutes or 30 minutes of gameplay right there. And nobody notices, even though I, I think is a bit starting to uh, to get suspicious of me. But it, it's impossible to do that with the Switch. It doesn't fit in the pocket. It's really cumbersome. And the worst thing is when you want to play it plugged in, the plug is actually on the bottom of the system. And I know they did that because when you dock the switch, you need to dock it from the bottom. So it could not work from the top, but it just makes it, it's not really, it's cumbersome. Have you ever tried it to play your, your switch plugged in and sitting down? It's, the plug should be on the top, like the 3DS. That's how it was always made to be. And just, uh, it just doesn't work for me. So I, it's, it's weird. And even, like I have a PlayStation 4 plugged in my TV. I use it mainly for Netflix now that uh, Soka is born, my second son. And I just have not had a chance to actually play a game besides a few uh, sessions of Rocket League here and there. And it, my PlayStation 4 is not pretty. Like there's yogurt on there. There's water on there. There's tons of uh, marks because Elliot, it's in Elliot's reach. And the way we're set up right now, it's... It, it won't go anywhere out of his reach, reach anytime soon. So I did that with the, the Switch uh, at a bit. I had the dock there just available so I could play it in dock mode. And then I found out that there was some water in the dock and I removed the dock there. Hopefully the water stains will go away or have gone away or not permanent because I don't want to put my Switch in the dock and for it to explode or anything. But it's just, it, it it's not made for me right now with my 
two sons. One is two and a half. The other one is four months. And they just, everything they see, they want to touch. And the other one will start walking in the, well, not soon, but in about five or six months. And he'll, will, he'll be the same way. He'll, he'll want to touch everything. So you have to be careful. And that's why I prefer my 3DS where I can hide it and I can play it. I can play it every time. It's, it, it's just perfect for me. And it has, Frankly, it's my favorite console or portable ever. I, I believe it has the best library out there. And I don't care what people say. For me, it's my favorite system ever. And I'm thinking one day of doing like some kind of buyer's guide, some kind of like a top 15 for the 3DS and the like talking about the games that were uh, maybe not in top 15, but were sleeper hits or gems, hidden gems, or even talking about the games that were disappointments and whatnot. I really wanted to do a series of video on that system and even one on the Wii U. Eventually, I've been wanting to do uh, top 10 Wii U games for a while now because since Zelda was the last major game for it, there's not, there's nothing ever coming out for this, for this system besides just dance, I believe and stuff like that. So I need to do a top 10 eventually and speaking of the 3ds i this is the biggest uh what grinds my gears the most right now online is that i'm sick of tired of people complaining every time a new game is announced for the 3ds like it's it annoys me it really grinds me like i can't it all it, it happens all the time and it's always from people who had a 3ds but barely touched it and now all of a sudden with the switch are back into uh, Nintendo it's, and that's cool that's perfectly fine and they would want Nintendo to abandon us like the the 3DS faithful like i have a switch too but i prefer my 3DS does that mean that Nintendo should completely abandon the 60 million plus like it's almost at 70 million now user base for that system like it's it's just stupid like the switch has a great lineup for the rest of the year and the 3DS does have too so why can't both be uh, why can't nintendo support both and the thing is that metroid samus returns is a, a perfect example of that like i i believe there's a, a slight chance that it will come to the switch at one point and that's good like i want it to come to the switch why not more sales the thing is if it ever does i hope the reviewers and the people notice and at least mention that the superior version will be the 3DS one. I don't care if it will have prettier visuals. Like the 3DS has a second screen that's made for Metroidvania games. So hopefully they'll, they'll at least mention that because the Switch, I would love it to be on the Switch eventually too for, for to get a bit more, uh, for more people to play it, obviously. But I, like this game was made for the 3DS. I don't, I just don't get this. Uh, and I'll, I'll stop there because I'm getting a bit frustrating just thinking about that all right now for the topic of the show which is dragon quest 11 so i'll give you my dragon quest 11 review or impressions or early thoughts whatever you want to call it i'm nine hours in so far so obviously i still have like 50 60 hours to go to beat it but i think nine hours in is is a pretty good uh i can safely give you a, a pretty good impression on this game and what it's like and what it's not like. And of course, Jared will do a way better job of me when he's going to post his official review soon enough. First thing first, though, this game is 100% Japanese. It's incredibly hard for me to play this game. 
Like I, I used to import games back in the day, and the closest I've ever come to to this obstacle it was with the Fire Emblem Pad of Regents one, the GameCube uh, GameCube Fire Emblem, which I believe was called Trail of the Blue Blaze or something like that, Blue Flame in Japan. I imported that back in the day and actually was able to beat that. But the thing with the Fire Emblem is that even though everything was in Japanese, you don't need to worry about where you need to go. You only need to uh, memorize the menus and there's not that much. There's maybe an enemy, a, a, a unit has like maybe three or four spells. That's about it. And a few different weapons. There's not much. With this game, not only do you have to worry about where you need to go and sometimes like you need to to go back to a village, go into a specific building and talk to someone in order to trigger an event. And I just have no idea, no way to know ex- unless I go to a to a site where I ask Jared, which is what I've been doing right now and it's been working so far. Because like Jared, the thing is he won't admit is that he can read Japanese. He cannot read it 100%. Maybe he can read about, I'd say 30-40% of it. He reads the keywords, but it's it's just enough for him to be able to make some progress and for him to have a clue what the attack or the magic spell or the skill does. And for me, that's the problem is that if you've played the Dragon Quest games, you know that by the time, by 20 or 30 hours in your character has pages and pages of not, not just spells, but skills. And all of those spells and skills do a different, uh, have a different purpose. And of course you'll have the, a fire attack that's one you have three stages of the same attack first one being the weakest and the third one being the most powerful of course that i will be able to figure out but all these other magic spells and skills like i've already i'm already overwhelmed and i, and I already i only have four characters in my party so i can't imagine once i have all of them which i believe is eight you don't have all of them in your party at the same time but you still you switch around and they all have different spells and different skills and what I've been doing so far is I've, I've tried them all. And even then, when I try a spell or a skill, I still sometimes don't know what it does. And that's really, it's especially when the spells either lowers an enemy's stat or heals. Like maybe, I think I have a girl who can heal me when I'm poisoned or something like that, but I'm not sure. If that's the case, I know that the magic is a status effect and it affects my party. So I know it's must be beneficial in some way. So it's something I'm, I hope I can get to and memorize a bit better. Like I don't need it. I don't need to memorize it perfectly. And even in Dragon Quest seven and in Dragon Quest eight, like even though you had like 15 different spells and 20 different skills, I, I only use maybe five of them each. So it's once I get and I, I get to know which ones I want. I want to use the most. Like it's not, it's not going to be the end of the world. Like I do not expect to master this game. I just hope to be able to get through it and play most of it and hopefully beat it. That would be my uh, my goal right now. But the language barrier is huge because unlike Jared, like I'm going in blind and a hundred percent blind. Like I cannot recognize one single character and that's <laughs> that's the issue right now but still it's really fun to be able to be a, to play dragon quest 11 on my 3ds in 2017 because i don't think this game will ever uh, see the light of day on the 3ds i'm i i 
Jared thinks it will. Maybe it will. I hope. This is one of the situations where I really hope I'm wrong. And if I am wrong, I'll be happy for Jared to throw it in my face. Like, I really want to. I just... I know this is coming for the PlayStation 4. Sony has already confirmed it. The problem I have is that Dragon Quest 7 and 8 in North America were published by Nintendo. And Nintendo's never going to publish 11 unless they switch the game a bit because there's a there's a, a mode in there that allows you to transfer your data to the PlayStation 4 version. I mean, it's not a direct transfer, but it's it's with a password system. And I really doubt Nintendo would be comfortable publishing a game that has this feature in there. And of course, there's always the chance that Square Enix publishes this here. They did publish Dragon Quest IX here, I believe, while Nintendo published 4, 5, and 6 on the DS. So maybe they will have a similar scenario here. But it's just that it... And let's be honest, Dragon Quest Seven and Eight on the 3DS underperformed. Like, they did not sell well. I, I think maybe... 7 reach 70 70k maybe 100 at the max and that that's not that bad for any other game but it's just because with this game there's so much uh, work needed to be done with the translations and that's not to mention if they do the same thing they did with Dragon Quest 8 and they decide to add voice acting to this game like it's gonna be hard and of course if they translate Dragon Quest 11 on the PS4 like they can probably copy paste it to the 3ds but it i think it it might be a bit more complicated than that but we'll see hopefully they'll do it i really wanted to uh, to do that because the 3ds version is kick-ass like it has some really neat exclusive features like that you can play the game in 3d or in 2d and I, right now i'm playing in 3d because like the visuals are awesome but i really <laughs> really love because the the first Two or three hours of the game, the top screen is 3D and the bottom screen is 2D. And I really loved having that mode. I wish I could have played the entire game like that. But actually, the second screen is really useful uh, when you navigate stuff. Because for me, like I said, I don't read Japanese. But sometimes there's images in there that allows you, especially when you equip stuff, that's a lifesaver. So I think I'm going to switch to 2D mode at some point just to play a bit because I really loved it. It feels like a Super NES uh, RPG when you play that one. Uh, I've mentioned that the visuals are awesome. I also want to talk about the Alchemy Pot, which I think it's not actually called the Alchemy Pot. It's more of a blacksmithing thing, but whatever. I'll call it the Alchemy Pot. That thing is really fun to use. Like, every time you go to a campsite, and that's another thing about Dragon Quest Eleven, is you're, you you can save way more areas now than you could in past DQs. You don't need to go to a church in a town to save. There's other ways to save. And one of those is a camp. And those are pretty fun. You find those usually in the wild and you can buy stuff from a merchant and you can heal your HP, I believe, by sleeping. There's a bunch of other options when you stand in front of the fire. But I believe they're just shortcuts to the statue to save and the merchant and the alchemy pot. But I could be wrong. And then there's the alchemy pot where you can create new weapons and new armor. And I'm not actually 100% sure how I find the recipes that I find. I know Jared mentioned to me that it's by reading the bookcases, which is something that was always there in past Dragon Quest games. So I'm not surprised, but 
I'm not sure if that's the only way to find recipes, but if it is, kudos, now I know. Probably if you guys know and Jared can answer in the comments below. But I've been really having fun using that. Uh, it's I, I'm still not sure how to properly forge the weapons when you create them because there's a mini game where you need to forge each area and you, I think you get bonus stats points if if you do it well and stuff like that. I'm not actually sure. Uh, I think I'm gonna try to force uh, to ask Jared to do a video, a separate video on that because that would be really useful for me and probably useful for other North American players who are not 100% uh, certain on how to use some of Dragon Quest XI's features because of the language barrier. So maybe I'll be able to uh, to, to uh, convince him to do that. Uh, besides that, there's also these little uh, cute blob creatures, and I don't remember their name. I think they're called Itchy, or the village is called Itchy, or something like that. And it's really fun because these little guys allow you to go into these kind of simplistic missions where you go left and right, you collect treasures, stuff like that, and you fight little enemies. But what's rewarding about that is that once you complete these missions, you unlock old school Dragon Quest uh, missions. So I did the first one, which was for Dragon Quest 1, and it was really fun. And it's actually funny because it's the only time I've died so far and it was uh, fighting this... Uh, the, the final boss of that mission. And when I told Jared that I, I died there, he was being an ass and telling me that it's really easy. And it's not hard. It's not a, a hard boss. Like I went there again after and kicked his ass. But the problem is I, I just before the boss, I had used my focus attack by accident. I don't know why I did that. And then at the boss, uh, there's the boss keeps summoning these two little enemies besides him. And one of those enemies, I believe is the left one. It, has a move that can incapacitate you or something like that. that it basically, it makes that you cannot move or use an action for one turn. So you're basically left there and you take an attack. And that's what's, what's happened to me. But the thing is, I, I knew that and I wanted to kill that first. But when I select attack, there's three enemies. There's the boss and there's the two uh, random enemies. The other one to the right is, I think, a, a red slime. And I thought I was targeting the enemy to the left but I was actually targeting the enemy to the right it's just the way that those uh, were positioned because it's in 2D mode when you do those and it's it's not the same as in 3D so I got confused and I did not target the right enemy and then both my characters got uh, basically could not move and one of them died and it was the only one who could who had an HP spell who could recover health so then eventually my other guy which I think is called Camus uh, died uh, pretty uh, pretty quickly after that, but then I went right back into death and I beat I beat the boss and that was pretty cool because that boss is not really amazing because after just after that you see that boss actually in the wild as a regular enemy. So I thought that was really fun. I cannot wait to uh, to get more Dragon Quest classic missions. Uh, hopefully, I'll find more blobs. I only found two more so far in the wild and both were. I believe one was an F and one was an E. So Jared told me that only the D and above mattered. So I wasn't lucky and didn't get anything good. So hopefully I'll get some better, better blobs in the future to help me in those quests. So yeah, that's pretty much it so far. Jared actually made a guide for me and I'm actually past it and I'm just... Right now I'm just going blind. I'm just exploring, I'm grinding, getting some gold to 
equip my the two new girls that I have in my party right now because they're super weak. And that's it. I'm going to go. I think I saw a cave or something. And, and one thing I want to mention before I finish this uh, this topic is that the dungeons so far are incredible. And that was one, one of my requests for Jared was for him to do a, uh, a Let's Play video on the dungeons. And he did. But unfortunately, he picked a dungeon that wasn't that interesting. But there are some that are really fun where you can kill a monster and then that monster stays, stays on the screen and you can mount him and then you can climb walls and do various puzzle stuff it's really fun like i really can't wait to dungeons are always my favorite thing in most rpgs because i'm a huge dungeon crawler fan and i can't wait to play more so so far dragon quest 11 very very positive uh, reactions for me to the game like i said i don't know much what's going on even the story like i have no idea what's going on like none <laughs> and it's funny so i hope that one point I get to play the 3DS version in English. Uh, Jared promised me that he was going to send me the 3DS version, the physical one, and the PlayStation version because he has two of both. If you saw the video, you'll know why. Uh, hopefully, he keeps his word because you never know with that guy. And if he does, when once I get the PS4 version, I want to try it on. Because I saw some footage on it and it just looks amazing. And the best thing about it is that they're not kidding. This is the exact same game. So all the locations that I saw in the PlayStation 4 footage reminded me of the Dragon Quest, uh, the 3DS game. Because they're exact same place. They're just in HD and very, very pretty. So it will be a nostalgia trip to go back to that game with those visuals. So I cannot wait to receive it. And that's pretty much what I have to say about Dragon Quest XI. Really enjoy it. If you have, if you guys are curious to play it, uh, you can always import it on the PlayStation 4. It's region free. And on the 3DS, you would need a, a Japanese 3DS, but those are not that expensive. If you go on eBay and you, you try to get a used one, uh, maybe not a new 3DS, but maybe just a, an old 3DS, you can probably find one for, for like 50 bucks or something. So that might be worth a shot. Because like I said. If this ever comes to 3DS here. It won't be until like late 2018. So uh, it might be worth a shot. If you're a huge Dragon Quest fan. To import this. So that's pretty much it for this uh, podcast guys. And like we always do in Fanboys. I'm going to end this with the blast from the past. But first I just want to remind you guys. That this podcast of ours it goes on youtube every second sunday you'll get either a fanboys or a canadian gamers but if you want just the audio portion of this you can subscribe to us on itunes or google play or whatever podcast service you use i don't actually use google play what i use is called Castbox for my android and that works too so any pretty much any podcast service in the world will have this uh, podcast you just need to search for either fanboys with a z or canadian canadian gamers but i think if you also search for project coe you'll find us so be sure to go on there if you want leave us a review that's always appreciated and also rate these videos and share it with your friends leave comments and all that good stuff it's always fun to uh, participate and interact with you guys that's what i enjoyed the most especially in the comment section 
All right, the blast from the past for me this week. I thought I'd I'd keep it with the Dragon Quest, but I I went with a more obscure Dragon Quest title, and this is the uh, Dragon Quest title for the Wii that I actually really really enjoyed back in the day, which was called Dragon Quest Swords, the Masked Queen, and the Tower of Mirrors. And if you go to the archive section of our projectsui.com of our blog, you'll see that I actually reviewed that game back in the day. And I had a blast. It's actually an on-rails RPG. And you use the Wiimote and the Nunchuck. The Wiimote is used as your sword. And the Nunchuck is used as your shield. So it's really simple game. But there's a lot of strategy into it. And I thought that at the time the motion controls were pretty good. And you get all your Dragon Quest enemies in there. There's classic RPG elements. You need to level up. You need to buy more gear and stuff like that and it's a really really fun game and i even believe that after you beat the final boss there's some post-game content and like other dragon quest game the post-game bosses are harder so it's really fun game if you're a dragon quest fan and even if you aren't it's it's really fun uh simple game for the wii that i really enjoyed back in the day and that i would recommend to anybody so that's Pretty much it, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in or watching us on YouTube or whatever the case may be. Had a blast doing this. And I hope to see you guys in the next video. Have a good one.